sometimes we ask ourselves the question, how did I end up here? Well, when you rely on yourself to fight a secret, pull toward a worldly desire, you're on the fast track to addiction. Join us as we continue our series today on Bad Advice. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska, and as always, so thankful that you are joining us today. Uh, We believe you are where you need to be at this moment in time, listening to this podcast, and we believe God will give you a reason and a purpose of why he has placed you where you are at, and we're praying for that consistently. So we're in part two of a four-part message series called Bad Advice, and I know a lot of you are probably scratching your heads going, why do I want bad advice? Well, let's just be honest. If If we were to look at our lives from the outside, sometimes we'd have to say, you know, the way that you're living and the way that I'm living actually looks like I'm living based on bad advice, right? So for this series, we're, we're taking four very important themes and we're talking about some really, really bad advice about these themes. And when you hear this in the context of a church or a podcast, a Christian podcast, it makes you realize that it's, it's, it is really bad advice and yet often I'm doing those things. Then what I want to do is I want to take God's word and let it be godly and good advice And we believe that we can make a big difference in this world. So I hope you're ready for a little godly advice after some bad advice um, today. And I know you would agree, nobody ever wakes up and says, my life's going so great, today's the day that I think I'm going to mess up my life, right? Nobody ever thinks that. Nobody ever says, I'm tired of being blessed, and so I want to do something really stupid today with my life. Maybe today is the day I can get addicted to something. Maybe some smoking. I will, it will give me lung cancer and I can die one day and not watch my grandkids grow up. Maybe I can get addicted to some sexual addiction and, and I can end up losing my marriage and my, and my kids really disrespecting me. Nobody says, hey, I think I'm going to go out with some buddies and, and we'll place a little bet, maybe bet on a horse, maybe play some cards, and then one day I'm so in debt that there are four large men coming with baseball bats, ready to break my knees. Nobody ever says, I want to become an addict and really mess up my life. Yet, I hope you would agree with me, or I maybe not hope you would agree with me, but I think you would agree with me that this happens all the time, right? And Scripture tells us this in 1 Corinthians 6, 12. Paul said, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything but I will not be mastered by anything. You know, he's saying, I could do this, but but I don't want to be owned by it. I don't want to be mastered by anything. And so there's a Greek word that I cannot pronounce. I've, I've tried many times <laughs> that, that is translated from the word mastered, that this word actually also means to be controlled by or enslaved. It means to be brought under the power of something. And many of us will say, you know, I know I shouldn't eat the whole thing. I know I shouldn't eat the whole thing. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Uh, I'm mastered by it, right? 
I know I shouldn't overspend. I know I shouldn't overspend, but look at all the money I saved because it was on sale when I overspent. Or, or I know I shouldn't look. I know I shouldn't look. I can't believe I looked. And I might as well look again because I just looked, right? Suddenly you wake up one day and you go, oh, I'm mastered by something. And so what I want to do on this podcast is kind of throw a hard punch to you, okay? And try to challenge you to be really honest and think about what has mastered you, right? What's mastered you? And so I've made a list of some things just to get your mind thinking. Because a lot of times we may not recognize that we might actually be mastered by, let's say, caffeine, right? Sorry to step on some of your toes. And you might say, well, I can't start the day without my cup of, you know, Starbucks or or scooters, or Panera, or whatever, or my Pepsi or Coke, or my iced tea, right? Whatever it might be, I gotta have it, gotta have it, I gotta have it to start my day. You might be mastered by chewing tobacco, or maybe it's just by smoking. You know, someone said, Dan, will smoking send you to hell? No, it will just make you smell like you've already been there, okay? (laughs) Yes, I said that out loud, okay? Uh, No, it won't send you to hell, but it may send you to heaven or hell earlier if you, if you smoke that much, right? You may be addicted to smoking cigarettes. You may be addicted to smoking dope. You may be addicted to smoking crayons. You might be smoking, addicted to smoking whatever, right? Maybe eventually, instead of eating Tide Pods, everybody will start smoking Tide Pods. I, I don't know. But anyway, I don't know what it is, but you know you may say I'm actually mastered by this, right? Maybe it could be social media. You know, I can't miss the next cat video. There might be a cat video I might miss, you know. What did, what did she post? What did, what did she get the new shoes, you know, or did she not get the new shoes? Or what did he say, you know, you're literally addicted. It could be your appearance. You're so into your body. Everything's, I got to work out. I got to work out. I got to work out, right? I haven't had a carb since 2012, right? Whatever it is, I'm totally addicted to physical appearance. However you might describe that. Could be drugs. Could be prescription drugs. It's an incredibly common problem today. Someone who's in good health has a surgery, takes something, and it's like, ooh, well, now I need this, right? I need this all the time. I need this, right? Could be pornography or some other lustful addiction. The statistics are horrifying how many people are impacted by by this, and the number continues to grow, okay? Could be gambling. It could be with computer games or gaming platforms like Xbox and PlayStation. You just play and play and play and play, right? It could be shopping. You're literally a shopaholic, spending yourself into debt. It could be a tanning. I know a lot of people that that are so tan, like, I'm not tan. You look like a suitcase, you know. (laughs) I need to get a tan. You know, I'm sorry I called you a suitcase if you're you're really tan. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, It could be anything like this, though. You know, and so what I want to do you to do is take a moment and be honest about something that may have mastered you, right? Now, you can write this in your notes uh, if you want to, but you may not want the, you know, the person that maybe you're sitting with today or writing with today or wherever you're at to see what you're talking about, okay? So, so the most important thing is, is to put it in your, in your heart, okay? Just keep it in your heart. And I want you to listen to this podcast in light of what may have mastered you, okay? We need to recognize when we are addicted to something that the thing we are addicted to is often a symptom of a real problem. I hope you recognize that. A lot of times it's a symptom of a real problem. In fact, as I studied this, a lot of experts said that addictions are really a form of idolatry. 
We're actually taking something that is maybe even neutral, right? Not all good, bad, whatever. Or maybe it is bad or dangerous, and and we're putting it in the place of where God should be. It becomes a a God-like something in our lives. We need God to live. We need God to thrive. We need God to breathe. And suddenly something else is in the place of God. People call it idolatry. In fact, there's a really powerful little chunk of scripture that I bet most of you have not even seen or thought of in this light. Isaiah 44 could be a poetic look at addictions. It's not necessarily true. It's not, not made to necessarily be that way. But, but if you look at it, you could possibly see this could be a, a poet, poetic look at addictions. Okay, And what it talks about is a carpenter who had some wood. He did some good things with it. He made a fire, cooked some food. It kept him warm. And then he took the very same wood that, that could be used for good, and he fashioned it as something that became idolatry. Let me show it to you. Isaiah 44, 14. Okay, it starts with four, verse 14. He cut down cedars, or perhaps took a cypress or oak. He let it grow among the trees of the forest, or planted a pine, and the, and the rain made it grow. It, it goes on to say, it, used, it is used as fuel for burning. Some of, it takes, uh, some of he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. But he also fashions a god and worships it. He makes an idol and bows down to it. And then in the end of verse 17, he says, it says, he prays to it and says, save me, you are my God. So many addictions that we have can be the things that are neutral, not even that bad. And and when it becomes a God in our lives, suddenly it's like, I need you to survive. I need what's in a bottle. Save me. Uh, What's in the bottle? Save me, right? Save me what's in the container. Save me what's out there, right? You've become a God to me. Save me. I, I, I hope you'll, uh, I've got a little um, uh, statement, okay, that I want to give you um, that I hope it grabs your attention as it does mine, okay? Here's the challenge with so many of our addictions, okay? Um, what, are, what are we doing? Well, essentially, here's the statement. We're seeking to find what only God can provide. You know, it's, it's so many, in, in so many of our addictions, okay, the challenge is we are essentially, we're seeking to find what only God can provide. Let's, let's say you're stressed out. You're overwhelmed. Where do you go for peace? Okay. Well, who gives you a peace that surpasses all understanding? Our God does. But what happens a lot of times is people will say, well, I just need a, a, need a drink. I just need a hit. I just need an escape. You know, I just need a pill. This just helps me cope. This just gets me through the day right? A coffee gets me through the day. This is what I need to start my day. This is just my thing. Well, what are we doing? Well, we're seeking to find some, some meaning, some, some peace to define something that provides what only God can truly give. This is one reason I believe that our spiritual enemy loves to tie us up into bondage and cause us to worship something, need something other than truly pursuing God. Again, if you ever get tired of being blessed, God's presence is so real, you're full of joy, you sense the presence of God with you, God is using you to make a difference, every day you wake up with divine purpose, passion, and meaning in your life. If you ever get tired of that, let me give you some bad advice, all right? And what I want to do is show you how to mess up your life and become an addict, okay? I hope you're ready for this because you want to take good notes. If, if you don't normally take good notes, today is the day you want to take, take notes because there may be a time when life is just going so well and you are so blessed that, that you just decide, you know what? I want to mess it all up, okay? So here's some easy steps on how to become an addict. I hope you're ready. 
Okay? Number one, don't ever admit you have a problem. Whenever you start to think that you might have a problem, just deny it. Deny it, deny it, deny it. Okay? Jeremiah 3.13 tells us this. Only to acknowledge your guilt were to admit whenever we're rebelled against the Lord, your God, and committed adultery against him by worshiping idols. Okay? There's that word again. We're told to acknowledge our guilt and admit when we've done it. But I'm telling to I'm going to tell you this. Don't ever do that if you want to be an addict. Okay? Here's what you do. Just tell yourself, you know, if if you if you might have a problem, you can quit at any time, right? This doesn't have power over you. Maybe you've tried for years and years and you've been saying that for years and years and years. Don't let that slow you down, okay? Just tell yourself, I can quit at any time. And if any and if everyone else uh, is telling you that you have a problem, uh, I mean the people who love you most, your closest friends, your spouse, your small group, your children, do not listen to them. Distance yourself from those stupid people who know you best and love you the most, okay? Don't ever believe those who care about you and want you to get better. Make excuses. Tell yourself you're a victim. You're powerless to change, okay? This is just the way you are. This is just the way God made you. Besides, you know, you deserve a little something, right? It's not that big of a deal. It's not hurting anyone. And the bottom line is you don't have a problem, okay? You want to become an addict? Don't ever admit you have a problem, all right? Number two, I want to encourage you to gratify your fleshly desires, okay? This is so powerful, okay? Paul told the believers in Galatia, Galatians uh, 5, 16 through 17, he said this, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do whatever you want, okay? This is so important. For those of you that are Jesus followers, there's a war going on inside of you. And when you call on the name of Jesus, your sins are forgiven and you become a new creation in Christ, okay? The Holy Spirit dwells within you and the Spirit of God wants to lead you to a life of, of righteousness. The problem is you still have a fleshly nature that Paul says you have to crucify, in other words, you have to say, shut up, flesh. I'm not listening to you. Okay? If you want to become an addict, you, you don't listen to what the Spirit of God says because the Spirit of God will convict you, will draw you toward life. And you, and you say, no, 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 no. I want to do whatever my flesh wants. Okay? I want to follow my lower nature. If my flesh wants it, baby, we're going we're gonna to have a party. Okay? And that's just the way it is. If you want to gratify your fleshly desires, then what you want to do is, if you see something that your flesh wants, buy it, eat it, smoke it, chase it, grab it, okay? Act like a spoiled two-year-old, you know, child in a, in a grocery store aisle, right? I want a candy bar. Throw a fit, you know. I want it. This is my way. I'm not leaving until I get it. You can do that, right? You've done it before. You can do it again. It's inside of you. Just act like a spoiled two-year-old. Then make sure you have access to whatever you're addicted to. This is so important, okay? Because if it's porn, make sure you have your phone unblocked, unguarded, keep your iPad available, and your computer completely without any source of accountability, okay? If it's drugs, make sure you got the wrong friends and some cash on hand so you can get whatever you want. If it's eating junk food, oh, for the glory of God, or at least Satan, keep donuts, candy, and ice cream everywhere you go. Keep access to whatever it is that tempts you. 
If you want to mess up your life and become an addict, never admit you have a problem and gratify your fleshly desires. Number three, keep your addiction a secret, okay? Don't tell anyone, especially people who care for you and, and, and love you, right, and will support you. Because Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen says, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper. In other words, if you hide it, you're not going to be blessed or, or prosper, okay? And that's the goal if you want to mess up your life. On the other hand, verse 13 also says, whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. You don't want that, okay? You want to hide it because then, then you won't prosper, right? Remember this, sin grows best in the dark. Keep it in the dark. That's where you want to keep it, right? You don't want any light coming in on your struggle. You want to battle it alone and don't tell anyone else about it, especially annoying Jesus followers because they're the worst, right? They'll pray for you and encourage you in the Lord and, and hold you accountable and, and lift you up and things like that. You ain't got no time for that, okay? You don't want any of that keeping you away from the thing that you idolize. Also, you don't need rehab, never. That's only for people who want to get well, but not you. You don't need that. You're going to keep it a secret, okay? Remember, if you want to mess up your life, number one, don't admit you have a problem. And number two, gratify your fleshly desires. Number three, keep your addiction. And number four, above all else, depend on your own power. Never, ever God's. Depend on your own power. Never, ever God's. Now, that's enough of being sarcastic. and Because I, what I want to do is I want to look at the next text, the next portion of God's word. And I want to look at it from a more serious perspective. And let the power of it speak to some people today, as I believe God wants to do. Okay, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, Paul was telling the Corinthians, who really had some massive problems. You want to talk about some addictions, you want to talk about some strongholds, you want to, you want to talk about people locked in deception. However you think you may be struggling now, their struggles were, their struggles were every bit of what you have and way more. If we got into detail about it, you'd be like, Really? 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 That? Really? Okay. And so my encouragement is after we read this later on, after you listen to this podcast, go back and read through part of 2 Corinthians, okay? And look what they're struggling with. But here's, here's what Paul says. Let's read what Paul says. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I need to tell you this, that if you're a Jesus follower, you've got some weapons that the world doesn't have. What do you have? You have some spiritual armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, the belt of truth, the shoes that are prepared with the gospel, the readiness of peace. You have the ability to pray in the Spirit that God can hear you in a way that goes beyond your ability to understand. You have access to the very throne room of God. You can enter boldly before the throne of grace in your time of need. You're not fighting with your own power. You've got the power of God dwelling within you. Greater is the one who is in you that he is in the world, right? Greater is the one that dwells within you than any addiction that's held you bonded. Greater is the truth of God in your spirit, fed by his living word than any lie Satan has ever told you. Because we have divine power that demolishes strongholds. We take every thought captive and we make it obedient to Christ. 
That's why if we're struggling, we, we never fight with our own power. We're just, we're just too weak. We're all vulnerable to, uh, to addictions, right, to, to strongholds and, and to lies. But we don't have to fight on our own, right? We have the power of Christ dwelling within us. Let me go back and look at those thoughts that we, we talked about in the, in the bad advice, right? Don't ever admit you have a problem. Now, some of you listening, this is, this is where you start. Today, you need to open up to somebody. You say, I'm hurting, I'm in trouble, I need help. You know, when you are weak, his strength is made perfect. You start with acknowledging that I believed something, I got in trouble, and I need help. Now, if, you're, if you hear um, this type of confession from somebody in the near future, okay, or, or any time, uh, from a husband, a wife, a friend, someone in your small group, please, 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 receive it with compassion. Even if it surprises you, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that, okay? You receive it with compassion. Seeing someone who's been in bondage, who wants to get, to get help, to get out, right? I need help, I'm in trouble, they say. Help them. And if you can't help them, help them find help, right? Treat it with compassion. The other thing that we talked about was gratify the fleshly nature, right? No, we don't do that. We've been crucified with Christ. Paul said we take our flesh and we say, I don't let you rule me. By Christ, you no longer control me. I will be led by the Spirit of God. Well, what does this mean? Well, every time that we believe God is speaking to us, we say yes to him. And every time he's leading us, we say yes to him. And if we believe it's Satan and the other way, we say no. Okay, it's that simple. What else do we talk about? We, we said keep it a secret, right? No, we, we're already dealing with that, right? We don't want to keep that a secret. We are confessing and renouncing our sins, right? We've got to tell somebody today. Why? Because we find mercy and, and then we never depend on ourselves, right? We have to find that mercy and then we never depend on ourselves because we simply don't have what it takes. And not just, every, you know, not just our friends can help us, okay? What, it, what is an addiction, right? It's an idolatry, right? It's putting something else in the place of where God wants to be. We need God's help. An image that really works for me to help me in my addictions, yes, I have addictions, uh, nothing too serious as, uh, serious as of right now, okay, but I, I have some small ones that I've been dealing with, and, in, in, and my image is found in the Old Testament, and even if you're not a church person, and this is your first time listening to the podcast today, um, you might know a little bit about David and Goliath, right? David was a little shepherd boy, and Goliath, Goliath was a massive giant, right? All, all the Israelites were afraid of this massive giant. And David comes up one day after taking care of the sheep in the field, looks at this giant and is like, who are you to come against the armies of the living God, right? I think my God can take you, okay? He's, he's, that, he's that bold, right? Well, everybody else is afraid, but here's what David did. And I love this. I love this. This is where I get my, my, my image from, right? David looks at the giant and then essentially looks at his God, looks at the giant, looks at his God, looks at the giant that everybody else thinks is too big to defeat. And then looks at his God and thinks, think, thinks this way, that, that that giant is too big to miss. He says, what do you have, giant, that my God doesn't have? What do you offer that my God doesn't offer? What do you provide that my God doesn't provide? And, and so when I asked you early in this podcast of what it is that's mastered you, I want you to look at it, think about it, give it a name, and then look towards God. Whatever that means to you, look toward your heavenly father, look toward Christ who gave his life for you, and then look at the pill, and then look at Jesus and ask the pill, what do you offer that my Christ doesn't offer, right? What do you, what do you offer that my Christ doesn't offer? Look at what's in the bottle and ask, what do you offer that Christ doesn't offer? 
Look at that which feeds your lust and ask, what do you offer that's really meaningful compared to what Christ offers, right? Look at the materialistic addiction and ask, what do you offer that Christ doesn't offer? Look at the love of food, the love of food that you have and say, you know, you look pretty darn good. <laughs> but then, then ask, what do you offer that Christ doesn't offer, right? Who are you to come against the armies of the living God? Everyone else thinks you're too big to defeat, but with a rock and a little bit of faith and the help of my God, you're too big to miss. Giant, you're coming down today. Pornography, you're coming down. You don't rule me. What's in the bottle doesn't rule me. What's inside of me is greater. Christ in me is greater. He who dwells within me is greater than he is in the world. What do you offer that my God doesn't offer? You're going down. You have no power over me. You have been an idol, but you're no longer an idol anymore. I love what Paul said to the church of Galatia, Galatians 5.1. He said this, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and you do not let yourselves be burned again by the yoke of slavery. And John 8.32 says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And here's the truth. The truth is, we are all, we are all vulnerable to different types of addictions. Okay? We are all vulnerable to different types of addictions. We're all vulnerable to idolatry. But when we look at what holds us and we look at the one who saves us, we recognize that what holds us does not have the power of the one who saves us. We will know the truth. And I believe today you've heard the truth. You've heard the bad advice. And many of us have lived the bad advice. And when you hear the truth, the truth will set you free. And the giant is going down today. Amen. This concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll be back with us next week as we continue in our series called Bad Advice. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast in Chandler Acres Ministries, or you'd like to become a patron, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.